Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. The row about burkers and Boris rumbles on in a week where very little else is actually happening. Will the former Foreign Secretary be kicked out of the Tory party? Will he have the whip withdrawn? Or will he just carry on being Boris? Apparently he's on holiday at the moment. Nobody quite knows what to do about it. But it's still dominating the news. Why is everyone still arguing about whether he was racist or not? We'll take more of your calls. We had loads yesterday. Dawn Neeson is here as well. Uh, she'll give us her view on the whole situation. This morning, though, we have bigger fish to fry. Is this country's tax regimen unfair. Are there too many people getting handouts while the rich are being penalised? Britain's richest man certainly thinks so. Jim Ratcliffe is heading to Monaco with his £21 billion fortune because he's fed up giving the government so much money. And who can blame him? They only waste it anyway. If Jeremy Corbyn ever gets in, I'll be following him to the airport. 0344 499 1000. Newspaper columnist Donald Newsom is with me uh, today and she'll be testing me on whether I'm really over 50 after all. And we'll be trying out some alcoholic ice lollies in honour of my birthday, uh, which happens to be today. 03444991000. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the number to call. We've been taking an awful lot of calls over the last couple of days on the whole Boris Johnson situation. Uh, the news we've just got, Dawn, uh, is that former Foreign Secretary Johnson is to face investigation by an independent panel following complaints that his comments about the Burke breached the Conservative Party's code of conduct. We're going to speak now uh, to Lord Sheikh, who's a Conservative peer, founder of the Conservative Muslim Forum. Uh, he's been quite critical of Boris Johnson in the past. We'll find out uh, what he thinks today uh, about the latest developments. Lord Sheikh, a very good Good uh, afternoon to you. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Good afternoon to you. Good, Good, afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, you've been quite outspoken already about Boris Johnson, saying that perhaps the party chairman should take the whip from him uh, and possibly kick him out of the party. Is that still your position? My, my exact words are that uh, we should take severe action against him. That means that perhaps we need to consider taking the whip from, from him. And in the past, if a member of parliament has behaved badly, whips have been known to be taken from that particular parliamentarian. But what is it that he's done that makes you believe he's behaved badly? He's, he's voiced an opinion, he's written an article in a newspaper. Uh, why should he not be able to do that? 
Well, indeed. Well, I, I'm all I'm all in favor of proper debate. I'm all in favor of freedom of speech. It's all very well. I'm a British politician. I believe in democracy. And one thing we should be very proud of is the fact that in this country we do practice democracy. Mm -hmm. But with regard to debate, I believe the debate has got to be undertaken in a, in a, in a proper and in a, a controlled and also responsible manner. What he has said, I believe, will cause dissension, it would inflame infl Islamophobia, it will also encourage bigotry, and I don't think that is what should happen in this country. We are very proud of the fact that in this country, people of all religions can do what they wish to do with regard to their religious practices and also with regard to what they want to wear. And this sort of language, I believe, was totally inflammatory, and I don't feel that he should have written those words. As he's written those words, he's obviously thought about what he was going to say, and uh, they were not spontaneous reaction to something somebody said to him. I was going to say, Lucia, do you, do you believe he wrote those words in his column knowing full well the effect they would have and the debate that would follow? Well, I don't know what his intentions were. Mm. If his intentions were to get a higher position in the Conservative Party and utilize the Muslims as a springboard to achieve these objectives, then these, these, these tactics were totally wrong. Because in Islam, there's no compulsion in religion. I used to be chairman of Conservative Muslim Forum. And when he stood for mayoral elections, I, I, I campaigned for him. Mm. I asked my members to vote for him. Is this the way he, he's repaying us? He was the foreign secretary. He has mingled and uh, met foreign ministers and leaders of the Muslim community. He should have realized that he should not have let the genie out of the bottle. Mm. And the genie will cause a great, great deal of harm. But the genie being I mean, let I'm out of the already, bottle... I, Hang on, I'm Lord Sheikh. One second. Sorry, let me just interrupt you for a second. Because the genie being let out of the bottle has actually led to some very vigorous conversations, certainly on, on this radio station and on others. And uh, we found out, in fact, that an awful lot of people in the country agree with him. Now, you might not like the way that he referred to Muslim women who wear the burqa. You might not like his descriptions of that. But I think he's actually done the country a bit of a service because we're now talking about something which people have been frightened to talk about up until now. Yes, fine. As I said earlier, I've got no issue with regard to debate. Let's, let's undertake it in a civilized manner rather than using language mm. which are very, very offensive. Mm. Language, words are very important to a politician. I'm a British politician. I am very careful what I do say. So this sort of language is totally out of order. You can have the whole burqa debate, niqab debate, without yes. being inflammatory and offensive. Yes. I mean, there's a perfectly sensible debate to, to be had about it. And, yes. and that's not what he's done. No, I think I think his words were inflammatory. He's talking about uh, about uh, uh, bank robbers. That sort of language is causing offence. What I'd like to say to you is... Since I have gone public on this issue, I have received a lot of hate mail. Fine. If they want to criticize me, I've got no issue with that. In democracy, people can criticize me. What when they criticize the founder of a glorious religion, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and people have written me vile, vile points about him. 
Now, this is what uh, Boris Johnson has started. People are... Well, to be honest, he hasn't started it. It's been going on it's for a long time, on. and unfortunately... No, we... but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah. this well, has started with, with, with me going public on no, it. No, I understand mm. that, but unfortunately, Lord Shake, we all live in a world now where, because of Twitter, social media, whatever, uh, I do a radio show, I get uh, abusive hate mail uh, all the time on Twitter and on Facebook uh, because people are very uncivilised when it comes to the way that they speak to each other, unfortunately. Mm. What I've discovered as well... Uh, uh, is that there are a lot more people out there um, who, shall we say, are very much anti-Muslim uh, immigration in this country. And I think part of the problem with that is that we haven't talked about it um, and that we've sort of tried to ignore the fact that there are some people who don't like it. And we haven't really dealt with it. And because of the way that things are kind of unfolding now, some of these people are talking more and more about it and taking more and more extreme views on it. No, I, as I said earlier, fine, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in a civilized manner, but let's not avoid. Let's avoid this sort of inflammatory language. Mm. This mm. is what I am against. No, I understand that. But would you think, for example, that it would have been better had he written this piece and not said uh, the two the two phrases which I assume you you object to yes. the most: the bank robber yes. thing uh, and the letterbox thing. Had he not mentioned those two things, but still wrote written the piece in exactly the same yes. way, would you be saying actually no, it's fine? I, I would have no objection against him. In fact, if you read his piece, he is not in favor of a ban. Fine. People will not remember that, but people will remember the inflammatory language he has used. Mm. Uh, that is what I take issue on, mm. not the fact that he has certainly yes. raised the subject. There are certain Muslims, for example, who feel that uh, burqa and niqab is not compulsory. Fine. I, you know, I mean, for example, in my own family, none of my family members wear burqa or niqab. Yeah. But if somebody wishes to wear a burqa or niqab, she should be allowed to do so. Absolutely. This is what... This makes this country great. We should be giving people the choice. The same thing. If you're a Jew, if you want to eat Jewish meat, fine. If you want to, if you don't wish to eat Jewish meat, fine. Same with halal. I mean, I have spoken in favor of in favor of uh, shakita and halal meat because I feel people should be given the choice. Mm. And this is what I am against: this sort of language and irresponsible words. Can I just ask you, Lord Sheikh, what the women in your family do feel about the way, um, you know? Boris has phrased his column and what he's said about the burqa? Well, I think I've had a lot of people saying that I'm reflecting the feelings of the people. I'm a Muslim leader. I obviously am in touch with a lot of Muslims and not only Muslims, but non-Muslims have written in favour of what I've said. Mm. In addition to getting hate mail, I've had letters and emails sent to me who compliment what I'm doing. But my, my point is, this hate mail with regard to myself, I've got no problem with. But once they start being vile and horrible about the founder of the religion, I take exception at that. Mm. In fact, it might be bounding of these people having committed a criminal act. So this is what's happened here. There are people who are latching on to these words. And uh, at the end of the day, let's not be using populist behaviour in this country to gain uh, to gain the support. No, indeed. But the great thing about this country, we are a democratic nation, but let us not 
follow what other countries have done with regard to following populism. Well, how about uh, this for you, uh, Lord Sheikh? You mentioned earlier that, you know, you don't like people to insult uh, the Prophet Muhammad. However, there have been people, many of them um, and perhaps not particularly religious, but who say that in Britain we also have a very sort of long-standing culture of comedy, a long-standing ability to poke fun at things, and we will continue to do so. Why should we not be able to poke fun at the Prophet Muhammad? No, it's not popping. It's not uh, uh, being funny. But when you use horrible words, horrible words, I can't even repeat them. Those words are not funny. I don't think so. They can make fun of me. I've got no problem with that. They mm-hmm. can look at me and say, I've got this and I've got fine. That doesn't bother me. It's, 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 it goes over my head. Mm. But once they use vile language against the holy prophet, this is not in order. That is not funny. If you're saying to me that Boris Johnson has got a sense of humor and has said these things and they're supposed to be funny, I would like to say uh, my reply is a very, very weird sense of humor. And well, I think there's very, a lot of very bad. You, you might say a lot of weird things about Boris Johnson. But finally, uh, he is now going to face investigation from an independent panel. Mm. I mean, do you really think that his, he's done something so serious that you would kick him out of the party in the sense that, uh, you know, he's a senior figure. Uh, he's possibly going to be a future leader of the Conservative Party. You don't really want to kick him out, do you? Well, there are people, there are politicians who have said that if he becomes leader of the Conservative Party, they may leave the party. I will not leave the party because I'm a loyal member of the party. I always believe there's something wrong with an organization where you are a member. You should try to get that organization right. Let's not get out of the Conservative Party. I will always remain a loyal member of the Conservative Party, but the Conservative Party should realize they have a problem. We've had, we are, we have had politicians uh, who have been uh, expelled from the party, who have lost their whip, and what I'm saying is it's now time to think about taking the whip from Boris Johnson. Do you, do you think the party does has a, have a problem with Islamophobia as a whole? The answer to your question, yes, there is an, is an element of Islamophobia. In fact, I did write to the Prime Minister to say that we should undertake an investigation. We should undertake an inquiry to see to what extent is there Islamophobia in the party, both at ground level and also at the, at the headquarters. And having examined what the problems are, then I think we need to then see what remedial action needs to be taken. Mm. And do you have a body of support for what you want to do, Lord Sheikh? Well, there are, a lot of, there are a lot of Muslims and other people have already written to the chairman of the party and also to the prime minister. In fact, the prime minister was questioned about it in the House of Commons. Undoubtedly, there is a sway of opinion which says we should hold an inquiry, perhaps undertaken by a Queen's Council. Yes, indeed, there is a desire for this to happen. Okay, Lord Sheikh, thank you very much indeed for taking the time to talk to us. Lord Sheikh, Conservative peer, though, still would like to see uh, Boris Johnson expelled from the party, it would seem. I think that's going a little bit far, Uh, but he made some good points. Talk to Rudy, uh, who's in Exeter. Hello, Rudy. Hi, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, not bad. What do you want to say? It was, um, it's just a, um, uh, a, a sort of uh, point of view that I have that you're getting all these people coming out saying how offensive it is and you're getting Muslims saying how offensive it is that Boris Johnson um, said about the birth and so on. But they don't seem to well, be... Well, you get quite a few Muslims agreeing with him as well, by the way. Yeah, but what I'm saying is a lot of them, though, 
and the majority of them, I, I would say, never come out and say they're offended when there's a terrorist attack or someone has been beheaded or the Rotherham. They never come out and say they're offended about that, which is fine. I, don't, I wouldn't say that's actually true, Rudy. I don't know which particular Muslims you're talking about, but generally speaking, um, the Muslim community uh, condemns all terrorist attacks yeah. whenever they happen. They um, say it. They, they say it when, when obviously people are kicking up a fuss. Well, no, they, they well, actually, well, you can't have it both ways, Rudy. Well, hang on, Rudy, you can't have it both ways. You can't say they don't say it, and then you say, oh, well, they do say it, but actually they don't mean it. No, hang on a minute. Let, let me finish what I'm saying. Well, the I am hanging on, mate. Out... I'm here till one o'clock. Don't worry. Okay. Well, well the only time they don't come get, out Don't get too it, worked up. You want to calm down, in... mate. Calm down. Cool down. Chill out, man. Okay, yeah. I'm saying they only come out and say it when political people, people generally come out right. and cause us think about right, okay. it, but they're not doing anything. Okay, right so so you started off by saying, it. all right, hang on, Rudy. You started off by saying they don't say it. Now you're saying they do say it, but they only say it because they're being told to say it. The majority so don't. So which is it? Both, because they only do it because they're forced to do it. Right, so, so your original point was actually wrong then? Well, no, because... Well, it was, because you said they don't say it. Now you're saying they do say it. So what is it they don't say? Which what, they're now what, saying. What, okay, well, they're, they're paying lip service. They say it, but lip they don't service. mean it. Lip service, okay. Yeah, they, they say it, but they don't mean it. I see. Because so, that's what I'm saying. They okay, say it, how do you know they don't mean it? Because they don't do anything now to stop it. They still let it Well, what are they meant to do to stop it? They only come out and Sorry, calm down, really. Keep calm, mate. Listen, what are they supposed to do to stop it, mate? Well, for a start, kick out the... For, for a start, the people that are preaching it in the mosque of hate speech and all this stuff, that they're radicalising people, uh -huh. they should come out and expose them and report them to the police. Who should? The people within within those mosques that are hearing that, that happening. Well, haven't they they have, well, they have done that they in, do in do some that. cases, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you heard it do it and it's still happening? And you hear about these people... When was, the last, when was the last time you heard of a hate preacher inside a mosque? Recently, actually. Where? Recently, Where? in Birmingham. In Birmingham. In Birmingham. Which mosque was it? I haven't got that to hand ah. because... No, but if you don't okay. answer that question in advance, right. like you are prepared... Well, you to rang me, Rudy. I mean, if you're not yeah. prepared to make an argument, then it's not my problem, is I it? I am prepared to make an argument. Well, you, and can't, you haven't got any saying, facts, though. Uh, well, there, there are plenty of facts if you actually sit down and look at them. Well, I, could, I would sit down and look at them, but you're not providing I mean, them to I me. I mean, the thing is this, right? Yeah, all right. If you go, if you go to Saudi Arabia or any of those countries... Any of those countries? Like what, church, well, what does that mean? You see how long you last. Hey? I said, I said, I said, if, I said all those countries... Which countries? East, Which ones? Okay, Saudi Arabia, Dubai. Saudi Arabia, Dubai's not a country. Well, no, it's a state. It's an Arab it's state. It's an emirate, actually. Yeah, yeah, my brother lives there, so I know what goes on there. Oh, do you? have you been there? Yeah, several times. So you got you got there, you managed to live there and come back. So that was all right then. Yeah, because I abided by their rules. Okay, which are what? I abided by their rules, and the fact is this, right? Like my brother is a Jehovah's Witness. Is he? He is not allowed to actually say anything about it out in Dubai. It's against the law. He'd be banged up. Well, he's not allowed to have a blood transfusion either. No, he isn't. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's his choice, choice, isn't it? That's his choice. Well, what's but he doing in Dubai, then? Else. Well, what's he gone to Dubai for? Work. Right. Well, why did he go there if he thought it was going to be dangerous? To work, because he can't get a job in this country, because there are no jobs in this country. Right. Right. For his okay. expertise. Rudy, I'm just getting the impression you're just over on Muslims. He's a bit angry, though. No, 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 it's not a question of that. What I Seems don't angry. like... 
No, I'm not angry. What I don't like is I get fed up with the mainstream media. The mainstream media, here we go. Yes. What do you call yes. the mainstream all, all, media then? Always saying. Hey? Would you stop shouting, Rudy? What's wrong with you? Okay. Let's Calm say, down, racist. mate. Calm. It's racist. It's Islamophobic. You're, you know, you don't like far. It's got nothing to do with that. And it's always the lefties that are always pushing that because people lefties. want to speak out of what concerns them. You seem to be like a parody. Are you sure this is not some kind of parody you're doing? No. <laughs> you're like a parody. Definitely not. Back on the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, we're back to the Edinburgh Fringe. You don't like the mainstream media. You don't like um, mosques and imams preaching hate. You don't like uh, uh, Dubai. You don't like... Um, I know what else I don't like? like Dubai. I said what I said was is that you have to abide by the rules when you go there. Yeah. So therefore, then, that should happen in, with, it, with it here as well. Well, well, it, if you're well it does happen here. Sharia law, for instance. Well, which no, laws are you talking about? Sharia law. Well, which no, laws... We've got Sharia law courts. We haven't got Sharia law courts. Yes, we have. Oh, really? Where's your nearest yes, Sharia law have. court? Where's your nearest Sharia law court? In Exeter. Um, they're, they're doing it in London and the... And the, the oh, doing in London. That London. Yeah. Well, what about in Exeter? Say again? Where's the one in Exeter? I have no idea because I'm not a Muslim. Oh, right. So if you're not a Muslim, you don't care about Sharia law then, do you? Yes, I do. Why? Because Why? Because... It doesn't affect you. There's only one law... It doesn't affect you. law of this country. We does, do only have one law Rudy, in this country. Does, Rudy, we only have one law in this country. It's called the law of the land, right? Yeah. Which has no, got nothing to do with Sharia law. The Sharia law no, will not affect... Sharia law courts. And then you, Sharia law, me. mate, will not affect your life at all. It does affect... How does it affect your life, then? Yes, it does. Because... How? I think because what happens is is that the government bury their head in the sand whenever there's a problem, if it, if it's racially related to a Muslim or so on, and they turn a blind eye. Well, what do you mean? Turn the other way. Well, like what do you mean? Well, Rotherham, for an example. Rotherham. Rotherham, as a, as a classic example. Well, Rotherham is, is, is being the... raped and so on. Yeah. And it was only pressure. They uh-huh. just let it go. So what's happened to all go. of those people in Rotherham that were grooming children? What's happened to them? Not all, yeah, only what's happened to them? On. What's happened to them, Rudy? Yeah, they got minimum sentences. Did they get deported? No. no. There, are, there are some who are being deported, actually. Funnily yeah, but enough. not all of them. Not all of them. It was in the news today that some of them are being and, deported. And, and the councils knew about it. The yeah, but they've all been tried. It, they've all gone did... through the court system. Yes, because they were found out. Well, Otherwise, they well, would yeah. let it go. Well, that's what happens when you find that's out law. that there's a crime that's going on. I mean, you know, there might be somebody there might somebody rob, be robbing your house right now, but when you find out about it, you tell the police, they get arrested. That's the no, way it works. The police do, actually, if you're talking about that, the police do nothing about robberies. I had £20,000 worth of musical instruments stolen. Really? And they knew who did it, and I knew who did it, uh-huh. and the police let him go. Was really? It, was it a Muslim by yeah. chance? No, he wasn't, actually. <laughs> But he wasn't English, put it that way. Where was he from? Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, blimey. Yeah. God, it's a dangerous place down in Exeter, by the sounds of it. But thanks for your call, no, I Rudy. Lived, I, lived in, I lived in Eastern Europe for eight years, actually. It's not that bad. Oh, you in lived fact, in Eastern Europe as well? Yeah, in fact, you get around, don't you? Uh, hang on. In fact, the foreign... What do you mean, hang on? No, Europe cut is... this guy off. I've had enough of him. Thank you very much indeed. Don't tell me to hang on, mate. It's my show. <laughs> Idiot. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. 
Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Uh, Let's talk to Dan, who's in Portsmouth. Hello, Dan. Hello, yeah, happy birthday. Thank um, you. Just a quick one. I've got so many points on this, it's frustrating, but okay. I'll just give you two if I'm allowed to. Please. First of all, um, I don't want to... There was a lady on yesterday um, who made some pretty pretty bold points, and you, you pulled her up and you said, well, can you give me an example of, of how our culture's being eroded? Yes. Um, well, she couldn't do it, and I think she probably she was just a bit nervous or whatever, she hadn't thought it through properly, but... There is, there is evidence all around that, that, that it's happening. Um, for instance, the, the, the basic shutting down of anybody who wants to criticise or have a debate, a sensible debate, about the, problemat- the problematic sides of Islam in, in the West... Yeah, but do you think that's actually down. happening, And, and it's, proved, it's proven, because on social media yesterday, there was a Harry Enfield sketch that went around, and that, was about te- that would have been 10 years ago, 10 or 15 years I ago. I saw that, yeah. Place. Yeah, and he would, he would be hung, drawn and quartered now if he did that. Yeah, but and it went... But the point is, Dan, it went around on social media, as you just said, yeah, so you could see yeah, it, you but, could, you yeah, could look at it. My point is, and I don't want to labour it too much, right. but what my point is, is that is an example of, of British culture where we deride and laugh and point at ourselves and others. Don't forget the life of Brian. We laugh at things and we, we question things. Yeah. That is an example of our culture. Well, don't forget you know, on the bus. I mean, you might be old enough to remember on the buses, Dan. I don't know whether you are. Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, I but, do. you know, where, where uh, if you looked at that now, you'd go, oh, blimey, that's a bit yeah. racist. And it, and, it, and it is. And it, you know, it's not actually funny now because no, the world I, moves I, on time, some parts of it is and i think it's all in the delivery i think and, and i think but I mean, it leads you on to my next point and my yeah. next point is this i agree with you when stuff like this comes up and you you probably can guess where i sit on it when stuff like this comes up it hands a card to the idiots and and quite frankly numbskulls that aren't aren't mature enough or educated enough to deal with it and mm. that's the far far right yes it hands them a card no i agree with that and that's the scary side Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. What it also hands, all right, is a card to the under, the, the disparaged and the under, um, the, the, the Muslims that want to that want to um, reform, that the moderate Muslims that want to speak up. That the guys like the Imam that was talking on talk radio yeah. yesterday was saying that this this garment and a lot of other symbols that come with it, they're actually making our lives difficult. They're actually making our faith difficult to follow, yeah. and they're holding us back. Mm. And and this when when somebody in the media, somebody in the public light speaks up 
right? It's a shame it was Boris. I'd rather it was somebody more serious. Mm. But when somebody speaks up, as well as handing a card to all the idiots, which is unfortunate, it also hands a card and, and some support to those sensible reformists within Islam, even, that are saying, listen, this, is, this stuff's got to go. Yeah. This is holding us back, and this is, this is causing us problems. Dan, listen, do you know who I blame for all of this? I blame an awful lot of the people who are in charge of things like councils, in charge yeah. of things like educational uh, yeah, ed- establishments, definitely. in charge of the BBC. Definitely. You know, people who have been the kind of what you might call the left of centre kind of apologists for definitely. Islam. And that you has created a massive problem. Can mm. I just say one last thing? Please. It's very good. You let me speak. Can I just say one last thing? Go on. this, could all have, this could all have been stopped, yeah. right, when the Rushdie affair kicked off. Yes. Somebody in government, somebody high up, when the Rushdie affair kicked off, and most of us had never really paid any thought to Islam or the, you know, yeah. the problems that can sometimes be associated with it, that, those people should have been whacked over the nose of a big metaphorical newspaper yeah. and, and, and told no. Yes. This does not happen in this country. Mm. This is a free country. We have free speech. And I'm very sorry you've been offended by this book, which I've read, and yeah. it's ridiculous what they're offended by. Yeah, it's a terrible book, by the way. It. <laughs> it's one of the worst books I've ever read. <laughs> it is. It's rubbish. Awful. I had to know what it was about. <laughs> and, and, and somebody should have been brave enough to just say, no, no, yes. no, this ain't happening. Dan, this listen, you're absolutely now. right. I agree with you 100%. Please yeah. ring again, because we'll be talking about this, I'm sure, uh, for many, many weeks and months to come. Talk to Paddy, uh, who's in County Derry. Hello, Paddy. Hi, Don. Uh, hi, uh... Hi, birthday, hi, birthday boy. 75 Thank you. today. 75 today, very kind. Yeah, I think that's in uh, new money, I think you'll call that. <laughs> no, no, seriously, I'm a big fan, Mike. Ever since I heard that you would never work for LBC, because <laughs> you would have to speak to that gentleman. Yes. Uh, true story. Know, I think I would... Do- I think I would do jail if I worked there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what would you like to tell us today, Paddy? Well, I think we should actively discourage the burqa Uh because it's it's bad for your health. There is lots of medical evidence that it causes bone disease, it causes fetal uh, abnormalities. Really? Because the women aren't getting vitamin D. And this is especially so if women have slightly dark skins. Maybe they're going home and lying under a sun lamp, though. They don't do that. They don't have the right diet. How do you know? How do we know that? Because the sort of cultures that the burqa comes from, how do we know? Because women have these abnormalities. Well, I mean, the thing is, we, I mean, we believe anyway that the burqa comes from uh, places which are very hot, right? So when you go, I mean, yeah. if you go to Dubai at this time of the year, you wouldn't want to go outside. In fact, you might want to go outside wearing a burqa just to make, quite to make sure you didn't get uh, you didn't get sunburned. Yes, but if you're living in those countries, you're going to get more sunlight somewhere, and that'll um, that'll make up for it. But in the UK, mm. usually we don't have this sort of weather. Not usually. So well, it, it's, it's been fact, pretty good this summer, right. I have to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an exception. But I'm an atheist. Okay. And to me, a burqa is just a costume. Uh, I don't have any respect for it whatsoever because it's just a costume to me. I, I, that's my atheist belief. Yeah, but, I mean, does it bother you, or if it does bother you that people wear it, why does it bother you? It, well, you see, uh, it doesn't bother me. When I see a, bur- a, a lady in a burqa, I don't get mad. But I get mad because other people can't voice their opinion on it. I do travel abroad a lot, mm. to lots of Muslim countries. Okay. And in many of these countries, burqa is quite rare. Yeah. In fact, even the countries now where it's not rare, 
it's a newish thing. It's yes. like a fad. Yeah, it's very rare in this country it's, as well. It's definitely, it's definitely the case, and I think we can all... Uh, say this with some with some knowledge that it's been a sort of invention of a certain type of of, of um, sort of yeah, right. domestication, if you like, of the Quran. A certain type of Muslim uh, group has said this is this is what yeah. the Quran means, and and it hasn't always been the case. No, no. I mean that group is uh, the group that's predominant in Saudi Arabia, Wahhabism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are pushing the burqa. Yeah, but if a woman chooses to wear a burqa, and there must be some women out there that do choose to wear it, who are we, or who is anyone, to tell them how they should dress? Well, if I was a woman and I chose to wear the burqa, it could be I chose to wear the burqa because I might get six of the best from my husband with a big stick. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, I'm sure there that are might cases the like case. that. But but there are women that do choose. I mean, I know because I've met them and speak to, spoken to them and interviewed them that choose to wear a burqa or a niqab. And and what's wrong with that? We can't legislate what women well, wear, can we? Because it's bad for your health. Yeah, but I don't know where you're getting that from, Paddy. No. I mean, I've not seen any uh, what you might call empirical evidence that says that if you wear a burqa uh, that you'll suffer from any particular ill. Me neither. Oh, right, so... I can, I can go to my computer now and, and pull up ah, the evidence. Dr. Wish. Google. Well, you could do that, yes. but then I wouldn't necessarily believe it. Library of medicine. But you, yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily... I mean, you know, people do say the one thing you must never do when you're feeling a bit under the weather is Google it. Because <laughs> you're going to you die. You know, because you'll think that that's the end of the world yeah. coming, you know. And evidently wearing skinny jeans is very bad for you as well. Well, I can that I can go along with. Listen, Paddy, we've got to run. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. You know, if you wear very tight clothing, you know, which bad constricts you. yeah. your blood flow... Yeah. Uh, particularly uh, in men of my age, I'm sure that's not very good for you. No, exactly. You know, if you wear tight underpants as a young man, it might damage your fertility. Yeah, so we, should, know? we should ban fat boys in skinny jeans that's as well true. as burkas. Definitely. But, I mean, uh, I'm not in favour of banning anything, as I said yesterday. No, exactly. You know, if you want to wear a burka, go for it. I don't understand why people get so worked up about it. I mean, we heard some people yesterday saying, oh, well, you know, they don't communicate with us and, you know, they don't, uh, you know, intermingle with us. They don't mix with us. And it's all about they. They, it's they, yeah. And, you know, how about you just remember that we're all human beings and we all live on the same planet and sometimes we all live in the same part of London or Manchester or Leeds. They're just women. They're just women. That's all they are. And, of course, there might be some barriers. There might be some cultural differences. But, you know... I don't see what you would bother. Why that would bother people? I honestly don't. It worries me that it bothers people so much. And but I, I also, yeah, but I also take the point that was made earlier by our friend in Portsmouth, Dan, I think it was, who said that you know the the kind of our own culture has led us to this point because we have been reticent to talk about it. We have been kind of um, shy of of upsetting people. Yes, and I think that's wrong. Yeah, no, I too. And I think agree. we shouldn't be. I mean, you know me, Dawn. I mean, we we haven't met that many times and we don't know each other that well. But you can see, I don't care who I upset. Right. I'm not bothered if you're a Muslim, if you're a Hindu, if you're a Catholic, if you're a Protestant, exactly. if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you're a non-binary, transgender, pro-life Multicultural choice, I don't really care what you are. I'm going to offend you no matter what. So you might as well get used to it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You can offend who you blooming want exactly. and you should do. Thank you. But women should be allowed to choose what they want to wear. Obviously, within the realms of the Ofcom uh, guidelines, that would be uh, <laughs> my point as well. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.